Hi, everybody. Welcome to Agency Unfiltered. I'm your host, Kevin Dunn, and Agency Unfiltered is a weekly podcast that airs every Wednesday that interviews agency owners from around the world about agency operations, growth, and scale. Episodes can be found on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever it is that you listen to your podcasts. Today we have Romy Dexter, director and co-founder of Hype and Dexter, HubSpot's three-time APAC Partner of the Year. Romy and I talk customer service engagements with clients, specifically what customer service services tends to entail and how her team is involved with defining or introducing process on top of software configuration. We talk sales and value propositions and how conversations, points of contacts, and points of entry may change in that sales process. We then wrap with how her team reports on success and the KPIs, the value adds, and the process improvements that enable positive ROI for Hypendexter's clients. Customer service services. Agency Unfiltered begins now. Welcome back to Agency Unfiltered. How are you doing? I'm doing well, Kevin. Thank you very much for having me. Um, Of course. Uh, Always great to find an excuse to sync up and chat. Um, Now, I think for most episodes, this is probably one of the bigger time zone coordinations we've had to do. Why don't you just let folks know uh, where you're dialing in from and where Hypodexter is located? Uh, so we're on the uh, other side of the planet, down in uh, Auckland, New Zealand. So um, that that's not even on the map for many people, but uh, Middle Earth is, is the other name for our country typically. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I guess one of the benefits of doing uh, episodes remotely these days is that uh, it's easier to navigate those types of uh, time zones and time differences, which is great because that puts us together today. Absolutely, absolutely. But really looking forward to hopefully being in, inbound in Boston later on this year. So, um, and and maybe do some of these things in person again. Yeah, you and I both. You and I both. Um, now, I think also a congratulations is in order. Obviously, fresh off of uh, another partner of the year uh, for APAC War. Congratulations to you and the team. Thank you. Yeah, it's our uh, third third year. So we've been in business officially four years. We just turned four years old. So um, and it's our third win for APAC Partner of the Year, which has been been amazing and a real testament to the incredible hard work of our, our wonderful local team. Yeah, it's amazing work. Congrats. Yeah. Uh, today we're here to talk about uh, customer service and offering customer service consultancy or customer service assistance uh, to your clients. Uh, and so we'll get into the whole history of maybe that service offering for Hypendexter, what it looks like, how you actually open those conversations. So we'll get into all the, all the nuts and bolts. Um, but maybe the best place to start is offering like your perspective, if there's a distinction. I assume there is. But what the distinction is between you know customer experience and customer service. How would you delineate the two or are they one and the same? Um, I, I definitely delineate the two, although customer service is a critical aspect of customer experience. So I think of customer experience as being every single engagement and touch point. So that should be all of your organisation, your marketing, your sales, your service, uh, your operations, your delivery, working hand in hand together to deliver an exceptional, exceptional experience at every touch yeah. point versus customer service tends to focus uh, – 
typically more on your um, existing customers rather than prospects, although sometimes prospects as well, uh, and and is focusing on maybe supporting immediate kind of challenges or issues, resolving options. But hopefully, if you're doing it really, really well, also being quite proactive in upselling, outreach, um, and supporting people, uh, your clients, to meet their goals. Yeah. So it sounds like customer service is one piece of a larger puzzle that is the customer experience or the customer journey. Is that fair to say? Absolutely. Yeah. Cool. And so um, what does the ser- the customer service offering entail? I mean, obviously I can imagine it's right sized and customized for every prospect or client fit, but in a general sense, what does that tend to look like? What services do you bundle for that type of engagement? Um, well, I guess to start with, we really try to understand what are the goals of the organisation? What, what are they actually trying to do with their customer service offering? Are they trying to increase um, average value? Are they trying to reduce churn? Are they just trying to provide a greater um, customer experience? Is it, is it all of the above? Mm-hmm. Once we kind of understand that, then we can tailor really the, the key kind of customer service um services for that customer service services um so know, you, uh, get, you get tongue-tied you get tongue-tied you do, you do. yeah 100 <laughs> yeah um so so with that uh you know the, with hubspot we're typically looking at, at three core kind of products uh enabling the customer service team so they can better manage new inquiries that would be via inbox ensuring uh that your hubspot inbox is totally configured and set up configuring yep. your uh, service pipelines um enabling as much automation Automation with those as possible to minimise the work. Of course, um, utilising templates and snippets heavily within those aspects. Mm. Um, and then there's the kind of self-service aspects around knowledge base and chat to really enable those. Um, I'm I'm a big lover of self-service. Uh, I worked for Vodafone over a decade ago and <laughs> implemented self-service there um, as one mm-hmm. of their early kind of digital transformation programs um, across Australia and New Zealand and we we transformed how we we did customer service and with with the same size team cut our response times down by one tenth um, of of oh. the original work and uh, took uh, very very angry customers who were dealing <laughs> with the customer service at the time to be really really positive and really happy um, customers. Uh, so you know we did that primarily via self self service channels and yeah. really really strong knowledge bases and really strong other uh, functions and applications to allow people to answer the key questions that they need mm-hmm. um, immediately without having to speak to a, a person because why have to wait on hold or wait for, you know, a day or two hours at, at the time it was a lot more than a day, uh, you know, for somebody to respond back on email. So yeah. so for us, that was a really, really powerful channel and, and continues now for our clients to be a really powerful channel. And then, of you course, mean, wrapping all of – oh, sorry, there you go. No, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, please. Oh, yeah, oh, and then wrapping all of that up, of course, is the customer feedback. So uh, yeah. constantly understanding and knowing where your customers are at, constantly taking a pulse of where they're at. Um, also, too, being quite proactive uh, – uh, with utilization of things like the um, customer set, the happy faces, popping mm-hmm. those up um, is one of my favorite things to use in SaaS products or where my clients have um, portals or an online application, using that to kind of check in how people are finding the overall application and any new features that we kind of uh, release over time. Yeah. Um, yeah. I agree. I love the, the feedback is such a critical component. Love the smiley faces as well. And candidly, it sounds like your own personal professional experience uh, as a testament to the value that this type of, you know, these types of processes, leveraging these types of tools, like what sort of impact it can have for a business. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. 
in addition to the software configuration, you, you named a handful of the tools that are available, like in HubSpot Service Hub, for example, mm. knowledge base and feedback and the inbox and chat, a lot of different functionality. How involved are you with like defining or improving processes to leverage these tools? Or does customer service start and stop with just the configuration of the tools? Like how involved are you with helping teams figure out the processes to support them? You know what I mean? Yeah, so with Hype and Dexter, uh, we are really all about the um, the process. Uh, so we take, a, I say, a humanistic or a human-centric approach to technology because without a uh, great process, without great adoption by your team, without things, you know, working efficiently and delivering value, you know, it's just going to be another expensive piece of technology. Sure. Also, too, you know, HubSpot's really easy to configure. Like, out of the box, my the very first time I ever used HubSpot, um, I got an enterprise portal up and running in 20 hours uh, for for an agency, and and I was I was blown away by just how simple and easy it was to kind of bring everything together and immediately get you know that single view of customer and all of yeah. those those amazing things that come out of the box with HubSpot. So you know I think from an agency perspective, it's really you know the the services and how to get the most out of the software, but also tell you how to get the most out of your team and how to use automation because frankly you know most people who come in they're, they're not process geeks. I'm an absolute process geek. I love process. Um, it's, a know, good, so that, it's a good tee yeah. up or a preview for a previous episode that you recorded with me, which I think is called the power of yes. process development. So yes. this is definitely <laughs> exactly. a common theme in our conversations. Yes. Yes, it is. It is. But, you know, because because in the end, you know, we're not trying to automation take away people's jobs. We're trying to automation take away the things that robots do. So, yeah. you know, who, who wants to do these really boring copy and paste? Who wants to, you know, have the risk of accidentally entering the wrong piece of data? If we can automate things, if we can improve service through automation, then that's a fantastic thing to do. But, you know, most of our customers don't know what's easy, what's hard. They've gone through lots of experiences where doing a simple little, you know, what, what is quite simple in HubSpot automation is exceptionally difficult. Where in HubSpot, we can, you know, do that in, in a few yeah. minutes. So helping them realize the, the possibilities, but then also helping them realize best practice and what other organizations are doing and how they can leverage these tools to provide an exceptional experience mm-hmm. not only to their customers but also their internal to their internal teams which at the moment like globally you know we're going through a lot of shortage of of great people um yeah. so you know keeping your internal teams really happy taking away those pain points and and boring things and helping them go to that next level and deliver exceptional experiences is what we're really all about so yeah there's a lot in that process mapping and we work really closely in workshopping and designing the process and talking through how we can use every aspect of HubSpot, but then also too in that change management and the rollout. So how you can get people excited, how you can get them jazzed about, hey, this is the new tool, this is the difference it's going to make. And then making sure that we also deliver on that promise afterwards with enhancing and tweaking and tuning it to really make it sing. You know, it, it not necessarily a lane I thought we would go down, but it, you bring up a really interesting point that there's something to be said about the improvement to the employee experience that these sorts of tools and these sorts of processes can introduce. And obviously today's day and age, uh, employee retention is is of critical importance, right? So Paramount, uh, that, makes yeah. a, that makes a ton of sense. Um, for, for the like sales conversations uh, that Hypendexter has, maybe specifically around customer service and service hub, like... From a qualification perspective, is it preferred when teams have existing customer service teams and motions and products, or do you like to establish processes from the ground up? Like in your eyes, what's a better fit from a qualification perspective? 
Well, we do have a lot of people who come to us directly just going, well, we want the service or, you know, a, a lot of people are coming with, because sales does tend to get a lot of the focus, sales and marketing, you know, it's kind of, of at the front of the funnel and that's a, a lot of the drivers. So, you know, we, we tend to kind of um, come at it in a couple of different ways. Either we have a client who comes to us and goes, we want a digital transformation. We're on a lot of legacy stuff. We, um, nothing's really working. Nothing talks to each other. Everybody hates it. Nobody trusts it. Like all these, you know, very common kind of things and we go okay cool well let's look at your end-to-end customer experience what 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 do you want to do what are your uh, like objective key results what um, are, are your targets where do you want to go what is your utopia and we kind of go right well let's now design top level kind of flows and processes around that so we can identify the different areas and and pretty much in every single one of those customer service is a key bit so yeah uh, whether it's a small part around maybe feedback and knowledge base or right whether it's a very large part around, you know, an entire kind of customer service um, solution that will be a core part of our offering. Uh, on the other side, sometimes people will come to us directly for customer service. It's not normally the um, or customer service off the back of marketing or off the back of sales. So it's not normally the leading option, but it's normally sure. that kind of secondary option. Um, and we'll kind of work with them to extend it. But the other thing I'm seeing kind of more and more is using HubSpot, especially Service Hub, for more operational things. So What's your IT team on? Uh, you know, how do you manage IT requests? What, what, how do you manage your recruitment? Um, how do you manage uh, your small marketing requests for a new email and that type of thing internally? Because, you know, we just create additional ticket pipelines, automate yeah. all of those processes. And typically through that, we'll remove two or three other applications within their ecosystem, which you know, as, as a kind of, well, not ex-CIO, but, a, you know, I've been a CIO and CTO in, in the past, in past lives, lots of applications and lots of kind of bits of technology around is, is just a security, cost, maintenance, administration nightmare. So yeah. being able to kind of just go, actually, these little point solutions, we can remove this stuff and mm-hmm. just have everything centralized in HubSpot, one login for everything, um, is, is a really powerful thing. And, and again, a lot of organizations don't even think about using HubSpot in that way. But it's, um, and, and Service Hub for me, I tend to sell Service Hub over Sales Hub unless, you um, unless uh, the client has a specific sales requirement for quotes or multiple pipelines. I'm, I'm not a big fan of huge amounts of pipelines. So, um, yeah, but I find with Service Hub, you know, you get all of the service um, pipelines and, and service capability and automations. You've got um, all of the knowledge base. Even if you're not using the knowledge base externally, it's wonderful to use it internally um, and for your internal teams and so maybe VIPs or partners. Um, and then you've got feedback. So I kind of see with like from a product perspective, that has got so much more rich capability. Um, I don't know if the salespeople, uh, sorry, sales product <laughs> managers want to hear that at, um, yeah. at HubSpot, but I just see it as being such a powerful um, part of the HubSpot platform um, that it's, it's generally my go-to because we can do so much more with the clients. Yeah. I mean, I think the, the pain points you mentioned of too many softwares, convoluted tech stacks, I think some folks around now, the HubSpot community call that the cobble tax, right? And it sounds like some of these out-of-box mm. approaches to the way in which you can leverage ticket pipelines and knowledge base and some other things that sounds like there's abilities to to consolidate into to HubSpot in some ways that folks maybe not be thinking about. Absolutely. Um, 
you mentioned that uh, you prefer to sell service hub more frequently or upfront, whereas I think sometimes or some folks view it as additive to, well, once marketing and sales engagements go well, you know, that obviously, you know, you market well, your sales team closes well. Now we should start thinking about, you know, customer service. Um, so it's, it's really cool to think, you know, actually you start with that when the engagements are appropriate. Um, yeah. Regardless of the sales process, uh, whether it's additive or upfront uh, or like net new, what what are the, what does the stakeholder engagement look like? Like what sort of new folks do you have to bring into the discussion? And are there any nuances to the way in which you have to engage with them to really like hammer home the value proposition of something like customer service services? Um, I, th- I think if they've got the buy-in and, and sometimes, you know, we will just quietly kind of get it in there around the side. Our, our, Service processes um, are pretty cost effective to get to get started. So we'll typically just be kind of like, look, we, we can really get this up and running and you'll get all of this additional benefit within a couple of days. And we'll just kind of look for opportunities like, hey, you know, do you have group emails? Do you have, um, you know, how are you managing those? Oh, and Gmail and Outlook. Okay, well, how about if we did this and, and you could get all of these amazing benefits and, you know, do you ha- ever have these issues? So kind of leading with some of the key challenges that we um, regularly find. Um, yeah. Um, makes sense. So it's, yeah. It's, it's, candidly, it sounds like, I mean, it's, it's, it's something easy to spin up. Uh, yeah. And there's the, the time to value oftentimes can be pretty short. Which is which is great. Yeah, yeah, and you know, and and sometimes we do have the massive ones. You know, we we we've got like multi-country, multi, you know, numerous people, multi-time zone kind of um, customer service teams that need to manage, you know, very very high volumes, and and so you know th- those will take a little bit longer. Typically, though, I do find that customer service. I don't know if it's just the nature of the people who are within it, mm. um, but they do tend to have be a bit clearer on process and a little bit more kind of structured on how they approach things so generally work you know workshopping and workflowing that they've got a lot more kind of thought about and they've got a good kind of starting point so we can normally adjust that in in relatively some simple ways there's also typically a few less touch points during customer service so that can kind of simplify things a little bit more as well um but yeah, it, it tends to be, it, it all tends to be the same people who we're talking to. It's normally yeah. the executive teams and such, um, but typically it would be somebody who has had a bit more experience in, or a company or organization who's got more of a focus on retention and uh, increasing value from their existing customers. So, you know, uh, or a SaaS company who, where it's a really critical aspect that they need to, you know, really be driving, um, driving that, otherwise they will lose, lose customers pretty heavily. Yeah. It sounds like the stakeholders may not necessarily change, but it's the right businesses. It's it's the KPIs or the priorities that might be different, right? To your point, retention uh, and the customer extent, expanding or extending the customer life cycle. Like those are the types of things that they care about, even though the stakeholders might be the same, right? Like the folks at the table. Exactly that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I kind of want to, I, I don't want to like nerd out in full, but really just like get to some of the, the, the tools within Service Hub as it means for customer service. Um, how, where and how does Hypendexer factor into like the feedback or the survey process, right? So customer feedback, you get like a customer satisfaction score, or net promoter score. How involved are you with like the analysis and like what that means for recommendations around improvement? You know what I mean? Like how involved are you in, in customer feedback analysis, if that makes sense? 
Yeah, sure. So a couple of ways we'll hit that if we have um, clients on a retainer, so um, on our on our success um, retainers we call them, mm-hmm. then that would be a component of their monthly report where we can kind of look at that, look at the verbatims, um, have those obviously as some of their you know KPIs that we're measuring on a on a monthly basis, and um, and look at those aspects. Um, Otherwise, I do tend to use them quite heavily during our strategic kind of conversations Mm. and when we're starting to build out the next program. So, for instance, we uh, recently did a a bit of a strategy session with a wonderful non-for-profit locally called Business Mentors New Zealand, uh, where we kind of looked at, um, you know, all of their kind of goals for the organisation over the next couple of years. We understood how different services and brainstormed out a few different kind of ideas and concepts and campaigns and how we could enhance, um, we've, we've used the HubSpot service, um, sorry, CMS Enterprise to create a, yeah. a mental portal for them. So, and we've used the CSAT quite heavily within that to kind of check when we originally launched it to kind of quickly pick up bugs and issues, but then also mm. ongoing to understand where there are, you know, opportunities to to in, improve the customer experience. So, you know, we used, did quite a bit of analysis of, you know, those who were average or negative, what, what were their kind of verbatim comments, um, identified those and kind of grouped them. So we could go, hey, you know, we really recommend doing this particular feature as, you know, maybe in quarter one and then, you know, this feature that's pretty cool that somebody came up with, you know, maybe in quarter four or, or in um, 23. So we can start to kind of build up and, and look at that. So I think from a strategy perspective, and, and I've always, you know, I, I do love stats and I do love customer feedback and surveys. It's, it's always been a core part of, um, of of services I've provided, but also to on client side, you know, so something that I've kind of used to take the pulse as well as um, help drive that kind of next part of the organisational strategy and where yeah. we're going. So, yep, yeah, I, I love verbatim comments. I think they're one of the best, richest things you can get. And what I love with the MPS pop-up, like the emails are great too, and I love the way that, you know, the the rating is directly within the email. Um, yep. That is just so powerful. You know, you see so many systems where you've got to click off. You've already lost someone. Um, right, you want to reduce the friction as much as possible, right, to get this information. Exactly. Yep. Yeah, so, so it's, you know, so, such a, well, I know it's not a simple thing because it's quite a complex thing to build, <laughs> but, um, you know, so it's such a powerful um, out-of-the-box solution to be able to drive that feedback and maximize the level of feedback you get. And then, yeah, I've found with the HubSpot solutions, in comparison to some of the other solutions, I've used for feedback do tend to get much higher rates of feedback and even the verbatims because once somebody's actually rated it, they're just a little bit more encouraged to yeah. actually maybe just put put in that comment now. Yeah. You know, with so with feedback, I'm, I'm hearing two things. And one, it's it's part of the regular reporting cadence you probably offer your 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 clients. But at the same time, it, like the larger trends or the sentiment analysis also factors in pretty heavily to like those larger strategic conversations. So it's like a two-pronged approach. Um, which seems to make a ton of sense. Um, Absolutely. Second, second yeah. tool question, mm. and maybe it's less tool, maybe it's more change management. I know you had mentioned the change management component of, of the service offering. How frequently or how often are folks learning to use uh, chat uh, for the first time with, with something like Service Hub and with the offering from Hype and Dexter? So what's the change management? What's like the onboarding look like for something like live chat and fielding an inbox and getting answers out and engaging with folks as they come in. Is, is that a substantial, is there ever any friction there? Is it a substantial change management process to handle? What does that look like? 
Yeah, I, I tend to find there's a lot of fear in our live chat um, just because there's not a lot of people who have done it or managed it and they don't want to provide a bad experience. Um, you know, we, we leverage the chat bot very heavily so we can kind of highlight that. But, you know, I, I think it's probably our biggest challenge um, is getting companies to make sure if they're doing live chat that or if it's sounding like they're doing live chat that they actually do have people there focusing on it and responding to it. Um, We use every notification under the sun to try and focus and support (laughs) people. So, you know, uh, if they've got Slack, it's like use Slack, turn on every single notification, um, really focus on this, talk through, you know, how they're going to manage it, if if they have um, other channels and requests that are coming through, how they do that prioritisation. Um, with the bigger um, with the bigger call centres, they tend to have dedicated people and people with experience, so they've got a bit of a strategy around it. Mm-hmm. With the smaller ones, it's definitely a challenge and it's kind of an <laughs> ongoing kind of thing of like, hey, you know, you're taking, you're not responding to any of your live chats, we actually just change this into a chat bot, you know, and um, and make it clearer that it's it's more that kind of experience because otherwise you're not not delivering a great experience. But, um, you know, we, we have found with chat, though, it's it's definitely one of the strongest channels. So it's 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 always a, a challenging conversation because we really want people to use it because we know how powerful it can be. But, you know, on the flip side, they also need to be able to man it and, and focus on it as, as a channel and, and the fastest channel that they respond respond to it's confidence and commitment from the client side right it's like hey yeah it's very important and it's a very powerful tool if managed but that means you know you need to be confident in your ability and you need to commit to answering the folks that that engage you in this channel right absolutely yeah um all right as we come up on time um i have one final question i'll put a pin in that for a moment um before we get there how do you tend to report on the success of your customer service engagements? So like, what is, what does it enable uh, for your clients? How do you, you know, communicate a positive ROI? What is just, how do you report on success overall for, for these types of engagements? Uh, so again, we will tend to define that right up front. So in our um, upfront workshops, we'll go, what are the key measures and how do you want to measure? Uh, however, for me, average handling time is one of those big ones that they use. I don't believe in it at all. Um, and and one of uh, a, a customer service manager who, who I worked with for a long time at um, at Vodafone, um, Diane, who's who's just one of the most incredible customer service people I've, I've ever met. She um, at, at Vodafone, she had a massive team and and mm. and the best team like that that won a number of different times. Um, and, you know, her comment was always average handling time means nothing. It's all about first call resolution. Because if you put that focus of average handling time on people, all they're doing is trying to get people away, off. Yeah. Um, and that's not great. That tends to deliver a terrible customer experience. Also, too, it doesn't actually reduce the amount of time because they call back. So um, if you fix it first time, people are really, really happy. It gives them a great experience and then they're less likely to call back. Uh, so I think first call resolution, um, I believe removal, if you can, um, you know, there's a few different ways to do it. It's not the easiest in, in HubSpot, but um, self-service, if you can find a metric to find out how many um, inquiries are actually being removed by your self-service channels, I think that's a really critical one. Um, and then the 
the um, customer satisfaction scores and such. Yes. So the um, sorry, the customer service score surveys is, is a key one to kind of come back to. Um, and then the other one for me is, is always revenue. We should always be looking to be generating revenue. So with you know people who have touched this particular channel, what has been the um, outcome, and also to if you can get this channel to be um, working uh, as as a revenue generating machine, that can be great as well. We um, we one of our very first, so we did one of the very first implementations of Service Hub Enterprise for a um, large shoe retailer. Mm-hmm. And uh, for them, part of their customer service was if people call up or, or email in that uh, a lot of the questions were actually advice about what footwear to get. Mm-hmm. So we wanted to make sure that we gave those um, customer service people all of the information and background around you know what these people have been looking at that you know there are black boots or there are you know um, heel or there are you know whatever those aspects may be so they could go hey you know this would actually really suit um, your needs and kind of be almost psychic with, Love that. Yeah, with their recommendations right. yeah um, so you know and and that could be with with queries coming in or it could just be an added value of like hey have you thought of this or you know just being able to have those really nice conversations so yeah i think i think um if you can be generating revenue out of that customer service um it also means you'll get a lot more investment in that customer service if you can be reducing costs out of that customer service it means that you can be focusing on customer experience rather than just dealing with problems Mm -hmm. i also really enjoyed the note about uh it's not just speed to answer, but it's first call resolution because speed is not synonymous with quality, right? And if benchmarked performance is just, you know, getting tickets or responses out the door, uh, you know, it, it, it's, it's, it doesn't speak to the quality and your ability to solve pain points and challenges. I really, yeah, that, that was a really great call out. Um, last question for you as we officially come up on time. Uh, you have answered this before. Uh, what, is this, what is the strangest part of agency life? I don't know if I have answered that one before. <laughs> um, oh gosh, that's a really hard question. Um, I think it's just the absolutely ad hoc nature of every new person you deal with. Um, you can very easily get into the thought that every customer is kind of the same, especially if you've you know working in a couple of industries, but it's amazing how insanely different they can be um, and, and where those different challenges come from. Yeah. yeah. It's a great answer. Yeah. I, I thought I had you stumped for a moment, but yeah, the ad hoc yeah. nature, right? <laughs> Just like the absolute differences in every single person you probably engage with and work with. Right. So yeah. It's a great yeah. Um, well, Romy, thank you so much from dialing in on the other side of the planet to talk about customer service. I appreciate it. This is very informative. So thanks for uh, joining the show. Awesome. Thanks so much. And for everyone that has been tuning in, this has been another episode of Agency Unfiltered.